Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italia News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, September 22, 2022. Dear friends, in an effort not to fill these videos with too much bad news, today I will not deal with Covid nor with inflation. But a few days ago there was yet another flood disaster, this time hitting hard areas in the market region and most specifically in the province of Ancona. There were 11 dead and still two people are missing and some small towns completely devastated by an amount of rain that in six hours was equal to a third of what normally rains in a whole year. This led to the overflowing of a river that had already done so and for that the necessary funds had been allocated back in those days to build the retaining work that would prevent new flooding. The news is not that the river flooded again nor that the money was allocated to protect the territory and that money was specifically tied up for that purpose, nor that then the structure was not built yet and the money is still there unused. Unfortunately, in Italy this happens very often in a country that between delays, appeals to the administrative court, bureaucracy, bribes and local committees that reject any work, does not know how to protect its own delegated territory. The news is that the allocation of those funds that are still there dates back to 1982. And in 40 years, I repeat, 40 years, 4-0, this money has not been spent to build the hydraulic hydraulic work to protect against the danger of the repetition of a disaster that had already happened in 1940, 1955 and 1976, and today has struck the macro region again. Try to put yourself in the shoes of those who one week ago lost a child in these conditions, with 40 years of money there not used. Meanwhile, in these 40 years, the damage from landslides and floods in Italy has reached the enormous sum of 51 billion euros. Damages for 51 billion euros. 21 billion more than the damage caused by earthquakes, with 8 million Italian citizens living in areas at risk. This is also due to our peculiar orography, two mountain ranges that cut through the country, narrow steep rivers flowing down the slopes, air that is loaded with moisture over a very warm sea and rises when it meets the mountains. But still, unfortunately, this is another record among European countries that we would gladly avoid. The only news that gives some hope in this regard is that the European Recovery Plan allocates 70 billion for Italy to environmental protection, intervening on several issues and almost 10 billion of them are there exactly to combat hydrological instability. Another piece of news that gives some hope comes from the Italian railway system, which will be the first in the world to inaugurate Blues, a hybrid train, and it will will do so in the service that is most troublesome, that of local trains, and in the area most in need of innovation and investment, the south of Italy, and most specifically in Sicily and Sardinia. It is an investment of 8 billion euros until 2031, money that will be used to buy new, more comfortable and innovative vehicles, as well as to get Wi-Fi on all trains. The goal with Blues is to improve the lives of millions of commuters who are used to the smells and fumes of old diesel trains every day now. The new trains are made in Italy, built in Italian workshops in Pistoia in Tuscany and Naples in Campania. The Blues train has a triple power supply. In addition to the latest generation of diesel, which does not pollute, it can take advantage of the electricity that comes from the lines, if any, 
or the onboard batteries that guarantee a minimum of miles. Whatever the conditions, the train travels and the environmental impact is minimal. The 8 billion is part of the industrial plans put together by the Italian railway, 191 billion investments uh, from now to 2031. Of these, 25 billion is of these, 25 billion is linked to the European Recovery Plan with interventions to bring high-speed trains mainly in the south, such as the Naples-Bari line from Campania to Puglia and the Salerno-Reggio Calabria from Campania to Calabria, as well as the improvement of high-speed railways in the northwest in what is called the industrial triangle between Lombardy, Piedmont and Liguria. From Milan and Turin it will take an hour to reach Genoa. Meanwhile, traffic in Italy uh, has returned since the summer to pre-Covid levels, 12.5 million passengers, although there is more tourism and less business travel. The <coughs> Io Sono Cultura report for the year 2022 has been published. You will find its abstract, abstract in the September magazine of With Italians, which will be online from next weekend. The Italian culture and creative productive system is back on a positive track, with a 4.2% increase in added value between 2020 and 2021, although pre-pandemic numbers are still far off, especially for live sectors. Cultural and creative enterprises are still far from 2019 numbers. The change in value added over the two-year period is minus 4.8%. For, in 2021, there was a recovery of plus 3.6%, but this not, did not offset the losses in 2020. In the two-year period 2020-2021, especially entertainment activities, minus 21.9%, and activities for the enhancement of historical and artistic heritage, minus 11.8%, lost wealth, while video games and software grew, plus 7.6%. However, the picture of 2021 gives back uh, gives us back a system that employs 1.5 million people producing 88.6 million euros in wealth. <coughs> a system made up of 270,000 businesses and 40,000 third sector entities. Another report just published concerns something very peculiar for Italy. One of the differences between Italy and the United States is the right to citizenship. Simplifying a very complex thing, in Italy there is, not be, there is not the American system of use solely, that is the right to be a citizen if one is born on Italian territory, which is what happens if one is born on American territory. The result is that there are here in Italy more than a million boys and girls who are under 18 years old, born in Italy, always lived in Italy, who speak Italian and also the dialect of the place of birth and residence, who have never seen the country where their parents came from. In fact, the only soil that weapon touched is the Italian one. They are in class with our children, they are our neighbors, they strip in the pool and gym on the bench next to ours, they play the guitar in our parishes if they are Catholic, they study on the same text as our children, whose exactly same passions, habits, dreams they have. But they are ghosts, a million ghosts, because for the Italian state, these kids are not Italian, nor do they have any other citizenship until they turn 18 and can begin the long and complicated procedure of making official, being Italian, something that has been reality for 18 years for them. One million kids means about 11% of the total population in that age group living in Italy. They are 73% concentrating in six regions, Lombardy, Veneto, Emilia-Romagna, Piedmont, Lazio and Tuscany. Lombardy alone is home of to a quarter of them. They cannot go to study abroad because they could not return to Italy. They are technically foreigners, but in essence, they are invisibles. 
except in one case, when they put on a pair of sport shoes and run faster than the others, when they hit the ball harder by jumping three meters high above the net, when with gloves inside the ropes of a ring they dance and hit. Sports is the only sector of society that recognizes minors born in Italy as Italian even before they have taken their passports. Politics has been confronted with a fait accompli. In January 2016, Parliament was pushed to recognize with a law what already existed. We can call it use sportis, a right arising from the practice of sports, and it allows them to be caught carrying members of a sport club from the age of 10 with the same procedures as for Italian citizens. There is a problem though. It still does not allow them to wear a blue jersey and compete for Italy and listen to the Italian anthem while the Italian flag rises as they receive a medal because international regulations deny that you can compete for a country if you do not have its passport. This causes many problems for these athletes as well as of course for our country. Preventing any international competition reserved for athletes who compete for a country that is all the most important competitions, think about the Olympics and the World Championships means forcing them to give up the most important moment in sports, that of competing with the rest of the world. Arriving at the age of 18 without these experiences, these successes, but also these defeats, these opportunities for growth, training and comparison and evaluation is something enormously, enormously penalizing for an athlete, who in the years of growth develops, like any teenager, gifts and talents that are difficult to recover after the age of 18. The younger generations are more ready than the previous ones to tune in to certain principles in Italy. My daughter in school has classmates whose origins are in Romania, India, Ukraine, Africa, Moldova, the Philippines, but really there is no difference with her, except that these kids born in Italy do not, do not have Italian passports if their parents are not Italian citizens. This is a change that should not be surprising in a country like ours that faces the Mediterranean. And yet, at, at, the, at the least, at the last European Athletics Championships, where we did so well, a third of the team belonged to this new Italy. Athletics is the most welcoming sport. Many countries adapted and changed before us, but now Italy is also an integrated team. But we can do better, we have to do better for these children and for our country too. Now, Italy has reduced gas imports from Russia by 80% without any major disruption. Russia is now irrelevant as an energy supplier for Italy. This fantastic news, which seemed incredible just one year ago, happened thanks to a man, and his name is Mario Draghi. A few days ago in New York, Mario Draghi received the World Statesman Award from the Peel of Conscience Foundation, an interfaith organization dedicated to religious freedom and human rights. The motivation for this award mentioned, and I quote, <coughs> his long-time multifaceted leadership in finance and public service that has benefited Italy and the European Union and has helped international cooperation. Mario Draghi is a uniting and visionary leader with the financial, political and economic expertise to deal with the complex economic, humanitarian and geopolitical issues facing the world today a powerful voice in the world promoting tolerance and justice. End of quotes. Even if I completely second these words. Now, as you know, Italians will vote next Sunday so that they, we, but I should say they, can finally get rid of this incredible Italian the whole world envies and respects to put at the head of the government someone, whoever will be. 
who has maybe, if I'm generous, 100 of Draghi's qualities. The most brutal, pointless, humiliating, pathetic election campaign is ending, thankfully, in these hours. You know that I don't talk about politics and we the Italians is not aligned with any party. I personally have my own ideas, but I certainly won't say who I will vote for, nor which of the so-called Italian political leaders at the head of today's parties are considered by me to be dangerous, inadequate and cause me a tremendous sense of mortification. Given the many votes they will take, because make no mistake, they will get a lot of votes. <coughs> now it's democracy and we accept it 100%, always have, although perhaps never as great and worrying as this time is the difference between who has been there in the last few months and who will be there after the elections, whoever it may be. Once again, I'm not talking about any specific person or leader. With you, the world has confidence in Italy. With you, the world has confidence in Italy. Mario Draghi was told while giving him yet another of the many awards earned in his lifetime and bestowed by the most important institutions of the free world. We the Italians and I personally thank him for what he has done for Italy. And we agree, I agree with him, the world certainly had confidence in Italy. With those who will come after him, I have many doubts. Although there is always and still the hope that being part of the free and democratic world will help us heal the wounds we inflict on ourselves every single time we go to vote. It's all for now, it's all for today. Please take care and stay safe. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was Weed Italian News. I'll see you next Thursday. Ciao from Rome.